Drop the subject. I'm Allie, and because it's Thursday, we are chatting with licensed psychotherapist Dr. Jen Mann, who we love having on the show. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Jen. How are you? I am good. Great to hear your voice. Uh, I'm glad somebody is. I uh, <laughs> I thought of you because I got an email the other day, or uh, yeah, it was the other day about the new Hamilton ride on Peloton. And I was like, I wonder if Dr. Jen's going to be doing this with me. Uh, you know, I think I just might have to. Yeah. Well, you do you even choose based on music? You just do all the classes, don't you? Or do you have favorites? No, I, I actually am very music focused. There are certain teachers that I really am partial to, although all of them are great. There is, really isn't a bad instructor at Peloton, but I am very music focused. I mean, yeah. last week I actually did a whole bunch of rides and runs. I just searched for erase, erasure. Remember that? Oh, uh-huh. Maybe yeah, I remember other. erasure. But yeah, like I was like anything with, with erasure in it, I'm doing it. And actually, and the, actually in Yaz. There's uh there I mean Whitney Houston doing a 30 minute workout to Whitney Houston will definitely get you motivated. Okay. Let's sure. talk about fast-paced relationships. This week we wanted to yeah. chat with you about I mean there are so many shows now that are coming out 90 Day Fiance, Married at First Sight, Blind Marriage, Marriage in the Water. I don't even know how many there are now, but it's all about meeting someone for the first time and then getting married. Indian Matchmaking was another one that came out this year, which is kind of a different story. But what are your opinions about people who start off hot and heavy in very fast-paced relationships? Well, I have many opinions about it, as you can imagine. And by the way, the first show like that was Married by America, which was the first network show I ever did where people came together, they were and married through, like there was a, a wall and they, one person would stick their hand through it, the other put the ring on and they agreed to <gasps> get engaged and ultimately walk down the aisle together. So you it was know, a hole in the wall marriage? Yeah, it was a hole in the wall marriage. It was <laughs> uh, glorious, shall we say. <laughs> I would love to watch that. So what was your experience like and what did you find out? Well, you know, the producer who did that show, the reason why he did that show was because he had read a study that said that arranged marriages actually had statistically a better chance of lasting than non-arranged marriages. So he wanted to see if there was an arranged marriage. And at the time that show used a combination of like matchmakers and astrologists and psychologists and the parents and the friends and the this and the that to kind of help set people up. That said, I think the reason why arranged marriages tend to work is that culturally, usually if you are part of a culture or a religion that does those, you're probably against divorce. So you're probably going to feel, even if it is not working out, you're probably going to stick it out regardless of even if you're miserable. So that said, I think that the, the statistics are skewed. And here's the thing, that love at first sight, that intense, quick start does not tend to reveal who we're really with. We feel like we know that person. But when we're in the honeymoon stage, we're very much in that, oh my God, I like pizza. You like pizza. We're perfect for each other. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad we found each other. All you can see when you've got the beginning stages of a relationship, your endorphins flowing, your serotonin's flowing, everything is wonderful. So you don't tend to see the problems, but even more so the problems don't come up until you get past that because you don't know if you have a viable relationship until you get into what I call the negotiation stage. 
In the negotiation stage, couples figure out how do we deal with anger in our relationship? How do we deal with disagreement? What if something's really important to you and it's really important to me and we don't see eye to eye? How do we handle conflict? How do we handle our first fight? Those are important things to know before you get married, before you move in with someone, before you take that next big step. So a lot of the time what happens is after you get to usually the 18-month point, and I wrote a whole column in InStyle Magazine all about why the 18-month point is particularly challenging for people, that's when you know whether you have something that's viable or not, typically. Okay, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and, and dive into that because I'm interested. And uh, and if you're in a 90-day fiancé situation, maybe you want to hear too. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Dr. Jen. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie. Uh, Dr. James has stepped away for a moment. And Dr. Jen is with me because we love talking to Dr. Jen. And right now we're chatting about fast-paced relationships Specifically, those shows that you always read about and see on TV, 90 Day Fiance, Married at First Sight. We mentioned Indian matchmaking as well. And you were talking about fast-paced relationships getting really serious around the 18-month mark. So you've got that first spark, I love you, you love me, we both have the same favorite color, so it must be, it's definitely going to work out. And then at the 18-month mark, things change. Why is that? What typically happens is, You know, those connect the dots pictures we had when we were kids. Right. What we do is we project, we connect the dots in our own mind and we go, oh, well, he he or she said this. So it means that, oh, well, you know what? I dated someone else who had brown hair and that person really loved celebrating the holidays. So I bet this person loves celebrating the holidays. We kind of look at our frame of reference and we fill in the gaps And we assume these things about our partner or partner to be that aren't necessarily true. It isn't until we pass that honeymoon phase. And again, when I say honeymoon, I don't mean that it's not wonderful. doesn't mean that you're not courting each other. I don't mean that the sex isn't fabulous. But what I mean is we get past that point where we are projecting our assumptions and our fantasies onto this person and we're we're in reality. That's fascinating. And when you... So when you do find that you're in that spot and say you are in a situation where you're in an arranged marriage, you're already married, you're already married, it's been 18 months and it must be a fine line to walk the difference between knowing when to call it quits and knowing when to stick it out. What helps you make that decision? I mean, to a certain degree, it takes a lot of effort to make a relationship work. It It takes effort on both sides. On the other hand, you don't want to stick it out when you are miserable and you know nothing's going to change. So how do you navigate that? You ask a great question. And if you are in a relationship and you're starting to discover all these things about this other person that are making you go, hmm, that's not who I thought this was. You want to look at, are these core values where you guys really differ or are you having conflicts that you don't yet have the skills to work through? So one is more of a core issue. The other is, wow, this is something we can learn to do better. And the other thing is that typically we tend to pick people who are very connected to our historical traumas and family. So for example, they talk about an imago therapy. If you make a list of each of your parents' good traits and bad traits, and then you make a list of your partner's 
good traits and bad traits, you're going to see a lot of overlap. What that means, because unconsciously, we're very drawn to what is familiar. And also unconsciously, we always seek to heal old wounds, wounds in new time. So we oftentimes pick a partner that has similar traits. And understand, let's say you had a alcoholic father, for example, who was unavailable. He was emotionally unavailable because he was caught up in the throes of addiction. You may pick an alcoholic partner, but you also might pick a workaholic. You might pick a gambler. You might pick someone who smokes too much weed. You are more likely to pick someone who checked out in a similar way and then what happens once you hit the 18 month point where the fantasy has, has started to dissolve and the reality of who you're with hits, you find yourself sitting on the couch with this person who's smoking some weed and it's checked out and it's triggering old wounds from your dad who was in the room and was checked out and you haven't dealt with it. So we try to heal those old wounds in current time, but a lot of the time that doesn't work. And we have to look at, is this something where we can heal each other? Or is this something where I'm getting re-traumatized? Hmm. Before we go, when you watch those reality shows, Dr. Jen, those dating shows, can you tell just by your therapist, with your therapist eyeballs that people are faking it? And how often do those relationships actually work out? You know, I don't watch a lot of them because it's a little bit of work for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but, that makes sense. Um, but when I do, you know... Some, sometimes I can tell when people are faking it. Sometimes I can tell when I think, oh, wow, this is a really good match. But then also, don't forget, the producers work really hard to kind of lead us all That's astray. That's true. Uh, yeah. Well, it's always great talking with you, Dr. Jen. You can follow Dr. Jen at Dr. Jen Man. Two ends on Jen, two ends on man. You can also pick up her book, The Relationship Fix, and many others. If you're a new parent or, I mean, not even a new parent. If you're a parent, you can definitely pick up some of her books on parenting. Super Babies is one of them. And, um, of course, you can read her InStyle.com articles every hump day. Dr. Jen, have a great day. You too.